waffle, copy white waffle, all right. Hello, everyone. Hi there. Hi, I'm, I'm Chris Morrison. And I'm Jane Secker. Yes, yeah, so last copyright waffle, we forgot to say our names at the beginning, but yeah. uh, we just wanted to make sure everyone knew who we were. Knew who we were, yeah, yeah. if they hadn't listened to the first episode, yes. that is. Yes, yes, yes. We're very excited, aren't we, we today? We're, well, we're always a little bit excited, aren't well, we, we are. when we're talking about copyright. Yes, but, but, but we're particularly excited yes. because we've got one of our copyright chums with us yes, today, we haven't do. we? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So we today are here with uh, Bartolomeo Maletti who is a copyright service delivery manager at Learning on Screen, as well as, well, I've heard him described as Bart Many Hats, or the man who wears many hats. So he's also the creative director of Copyright User. Yeah, um, and Copyright uh, yes, User a lot. And a, research, uh, and a researcher at Create, um, which is the... Uh, well, what is Create? Well, Create, well, hello everyone. Hello, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Bart. Yes. Thanks, Chris, for inviting me. Uh, create is basically the UK Copyright Research Centre, which is based at the University of Glasgow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's been set up back in 2012. Yeah. And, and you've so, been working there for quite a while, Yeah, enough, since October you? 2014. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I yeah. did uh, Always on Secondment to London-based organisations. So I started on Secondment to the Digital Catapult. Yeah. Uh, where they were doing the copyright hub, and I think that's where we first met you, actually. Yeah, actually, probably. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 yes, it yeah. was. So today we're interviewing uh, Bart from the offices of Learning on Screen yes. here in the heart of London's West End. Yes, surrounded by celluloid and exciting movie posters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's great. Thank you very much for agreeing to be interviewed oh, and to talking about all your stuff. So the first question we wanted to ask, which is what we ask all people on Copyright Waffle now, is um, can you tell us about your copyright history? How did you come to get involved in copyright in the first place? Uh, yeah, sure I can. Uh, so basically my interest in copyright started uh, more or less in parallel with my interest in filmmaking. Uh, so that was back okay. in uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a master's at the University of Bologna. Yeah. Uh, basically, so after doing, uh, f- uh, finishing my bachelor in law, uh, I did a master at the School of Political Science called Mass Media and Politics. And as part of that master, there was a multimedia lab where students had to produce short films of any kind. And so I decided, together with a few colleagues, to produce a history documentary film about Andrea Costa, uh, who is the first socialist member of the Italian parliament who had an anarchist past. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, so yeah, so the 2010 was the centenary of Andreas Costa's uh, death, and right. uh, I had recently, back then, read a beautiful book from by Riccardo Bacchelli called uh, Il Diavolo al Ponte Lungo, which I guess you can translate as the Devil on the Long Bridge. Right. And uh, that book told the story of the failed attempt in the late 19th century by Bakunin and others, including Andrea Costa, uh, to organize an anarchist revolution in Bologna, which is the yeah. city where I grew up. Ah, okay. yes, because you are Italian. Yes, you? I am Italian. Yes. <laughs> In case anyone hadn't realised. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, basically, as I started produ- you know, planning the production of the film, uh, you know, I soon realised that in order to make an history documentary, of course, you have to reuse a lot of existing materials. So, for example, you know, yeah. footage... Uh, of Costa, Andrea Costa's funeral, uh, which is one of the oldest pieces of footage in Italy. Oh, wow. Uh, also, old photographs, uh, newspapers, and so on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started asking a lot of questions to our tutor, you know, can I do this, can I use that, mm-hmm. where can I find this, and uh, so on. And the tutor, I mean, probably because he didn't know the answers to those <laughs> questions, you know, cleverly said, why don't you do a bit of research into this and share your findings with your colleagues ah, next okay. week. And you've done a law degree to start with, as you said. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, okay, I well. think that sounds like a bit of a, a classic 
sort of lecturer thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like, yeah. let's make this a learning opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's basically where it all started. So, you know, I did my short research and, you know, I found out about creative commons and other things. And then, you know, I, then I gave this short presentation to the other students. And since then, uh, really, I mean, my interest in copyright started growing exponentially. So, you know, I liked copyright back then and I still like it because of this, you know, close relationship with creative practice. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. also, I mean, the more I studied copyright, the more I realized also how intellectually stimulating, you know, it was to try to understand uh, all the sophisticated mechanisms of the complex uh, copyright system. And then, yeah, basically after that uh, multimedia lab, I also decided to do my dissertation on copyright exceptions and technological protection measures. And after graduating, I got a scholarship uh, to go for three months to the CPEM Center at Bournemouth University right, yeah. in yeah. November 2011. Yeah. And yeah, and there I met uh, Professor Martin Kretzmer, and uh, mm. since then, basically, I've been working on copyright with him over the last seven the years. The rest is history. The rest is history. Exactly. Ah, yeah. wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's a really good story. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and, then, and then what you've done with that, so you have that whole thing about creative practice, mm -hmm. and that's led you towards the creation of the copyright user resource, which is yeah, exactly. copyrightuser.org. Yes. That's right, isn't it? Which is, I think, we believe is you know, one of the best things out there. Certainly, mm. I mean, there's nothing like it really in the UK that explains mm -hmm. so clearly how copyright law works. So how did that project begin? Uh, well, that was actually, yes, basically after that three-month period where I wrote the paper with Martin, uh, then uh, I pitched an idea for a video to Martin, uh, like a video about the CPEM Center. Uh, at the time, I, you know, my, I wanted to, still wanted to pursue a career in journalism, okay. and uh, so I thought, you know, the Bournemouth University offered uh, good media production courses. Yeah. Uh, but then Martin basically got back to me with another offer. He said, well, you know, we have a this small budget that we need to spend by July, and why don't you produce like a series of short videos about the copyright reform? So that was back in 2012. So the Hargreaves reform mm. was being discussed. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, we used that small budget to create a first series of short animated videos uh, where I also interviewed Martin Kretzmer, also Dinusha Mendes, Chris Erickson, who were all uh, working at the Sippen Center back then. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we created these videos. They were quite successful. Martin and the rest of the team liked them. And yeah. then, so we decided to use that to apply for some internal funding. It was called the Fusion Investment Fund at Bournemouth University to start the Copyright User Initiative. Uh, we got that funding for a year, uh, but that was sufficient to basically set up the website and do some initial research. And then uh, we got to create funding the following year uh, from AHLC funding uh, yeah. facilitated by CREATE yeah. to extend the initiative. And, yeah, and then since then we managed to secure sufficient funding to continue. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a great resource and a lot of people mention it when we've talked to people about what's your favourite, you know, or what's the place you go to to get advice about copyright. Lots of people yes. talk about it. And, you know, the fact it's also all licensed under Creative Commons and... Mm -hmm. You know, the, it is, it's really visual and, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful resource. It's, it's got some information about copyright and its impact on libraries as well, doesn't oh, it? I think that's oh, one of the best sections. That's probably the best yeah. section. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know who wrote that. Do you? Mm. you and I forget their names. No, no, no some, I don't know. It's on yeah. a couple of... Copyright duo, I don't Whatever. know. No. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, the, Yes, no, we would say genuinely we're really mm. proud to have actually 
written a piece for for the resource because mm. it's really useful and it's growing as well isn't it so you've not just to create what it initially was which was the kind of description of the exceptions that come out from Hargreaves it then talks about the basics of copyright protection and how it works and then you've developed other resources including some that have been award-winning as well Ah yes, that's true. Yeah, actually, yeah, after uh, the the first uh, initial phase of the project, we also realized that what you know by looking at the web analytics, what people were looking for was not just general guidance on copyright, but also sector specific guidance, uh, like, like the excellent piece for libraries that you produced. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, no, and then we also produce a wide range of resources. One is the game is on, yeah. uh, which we just completed. Actually, we launched the whole series on the 29th of September in Washington D.C. At the Global nice. Congress Very on nice. intellectual Very nice. Perhaps you can tell content. us about that trip in a minute. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, basically, the game is on. Is a series of short animated films accompanied by educational texts that uh, provide provide a springboard for exploring uh, key principles and ideas underpinning copyright creativity and the creative and lawful reuse of uh, existing works. Yeah. And they feature Sherlock Holmes, so that's one reason to watch them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, we just part with, uh, it consists of six films. They're all available on copyrightuser.org, also distributed under Creative Commons Attribution License. And together with the last two episodes, we also published the annotated scripts. I don't know if you've mm. seen those. Yeah, well, I've seen some of them. Yeah, yeah so really interesting. For, uh, yeah, below each film, you can find the scripts, the annotated scripts that explain all the values, how we are used lawfully, we believe, mm. a lot of uh, different existing works, yeah. both in the public domain. Yeah, even down to things like some William Morris wallpaper or something, I think, uh, in yeah. one of the films. I was intrigued to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yeah. very pretty sort of nerdy nerdy train spotting type stuff on all the copyright stuff which we we really like and we yeah. were really pleased as well that, that that Bart was able to kind of launch that at, at, earlier this year at the Ice Pops event as well and oh we're, yes we're hoping yeah. that we yeah. might you know, we're going to get four, we're it? going to get something in the forthcoming publication around Ice Pops which relates to the game is on yes yeah, much yeah. to get yeah. that sorted yeah. So what kind of thing are you working on at the moment, Bart? What sort of you know you're you've you you know you've done I know copyright user and the game is on is is kind of well it's obviously an ongoing project but yeah. but you know you're you're working on some other interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, well as you mentioned, I mean at the moment I'm doing two part-time copyright jobs. Uh, yeah. One is here at Learning on Screen where I work as a copyright services delivery manager. And I run courses on copyright in video production. Uh, and also I offer a copyright advisory service to learning on screen members. Uh, so that's very, you know, I like it very much. I mean, I just gave the course, uh, the second course on copyright in education today. And uh, I mean, I have to say, I find this job really rewarding. I mean, it's great, you know, to, you know, to teach copyright and discuss copyright with people like educators or video makers who deal, you know, with the practical aspects of copyright law on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, and learning on screen is a really interesting organisation, isn't it? Because it's yeah. it was previously known as the British University's Film and Video Council. Yes. Well, it kind of still is, probably somewhere in its <laughs> yeah, association. The, the main name. Your yeah, your new branding there is learning. Is learning on screen yeah. but you've you've got downstairs here you know racks and racks of kind of old-fashioned video well not that old-fashioned are they video recorders but you've been recording everything on british yeah. television since 1989 is that right yeah i guess yeah probably yes and on radio as well and so on radio as well the, yeah. so anything that is permitted by the year license basically is being recorded here at learning on screen and then we offer it to schools and the subscribing members mm. uh, through the bob service which is a streaming service that yes. all the broadcast. Calls broadcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's very so, uh, 
very popular at universities. I think with students as well as staff for yes, the teaching. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, so you're doing that work now here at, at Learning on Screen, yes. and you're kind of building up that service because we know that there are you know, lots of questions around, particularly audiovisual yes, uses of words. Yeah. Um, but before you were here, you were also working at the British Film Institute as yes. well, weren't you? So what kind of stuff were you? doing there? Uh, well, at the British Film Institute I was also doing mainly copyright education activities okay. with the BFI uh, education department, so working with young filmmakers uh, who are like between 16 and uh, 19, mm. so the BFI education department runs a film academy, mm. and so I run uh, workshops and uh, training for young filmmakers, and also I've been working closely with Annabel Show in the rights and contracts department with yeah. film archivists. Uh, all around the UK, so yeah, the BFI leads a network of uh, uh, regional film archives, and yeah, we've been working for the, with them for uh, more than a year on trying to help them, you know, use copyright law, like mm -hmm. the possibilities offered by copyright law to digitize and make their content available. Okay. Uh, we also organized a conference, a quite successful one in December last year, uh, on copyright and creative reuse. Uh, which was I think I made it to the very end of that, didn't yes, I? That's when true. there was. Yes. Drinks available. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I'd had a busy day. Yeah, actually. of course. I yes, had. Yeah. I've been teaching. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it was. It looked like a really great event, actually, as well. No, no, no it was good. Yeah. We even uh, yeah, screen the Buster Keaton's Sherlock Jr. Yeah, so, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah, really good. Yeah. So you've mentioned quite a few of the people that you've worked with here in mm -hmm. kind of your, your history. So can you uh, tell us about some of your copyright heroes? Who are the people that have really inspired you in, in this area? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure I would call them heroes, but yeah, I, mean, I would say that yeah, the two copyright people that I'm most uh, grateful to are uh, probably Professor Martin Kretzmer, the yes. director of Create in mm. Glasgow, who introduced me to this world and uh, allowed me, you know, to work on various exciting initiatives over the last seven years. Yeah. 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 And the other one I would say is Professor Roland Eastley, who is a professor of copyright law at Queen's University Belfast, who is also the co-author of the Game is on Resource, as yes. well as uh, many yeah. other education and multimedia resources that we produced for the Copyright User Initiative. And, I mean, they're both terrific people, you know, great colleagues and friends. They're extremely knowledgeable and capable, so it's really a privilege, you know, to have the opportunity to work with and learn uh, from them. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I have to pick two people, I would say yeah, Martin and Ronan. Uh, then, I mean, there are many other colleagues, you know, and copyright friends and colleagues that I'm grateful to, including yourselves, of course. Oh, and, you know, and, of course, and, you know, <laughs> that's like, just because we bought you a Kit Kat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, I, I also need to mention my Glasgow colleagues, uh, such as Thomas Margoni, Sukhpreet Singh, uh, Kenny Barr, uh, Victoria Stobo, and Andrea Wallace, and also my colleagues and friends in Bournemouth, uh, such as Maurizio Borghi, uh, Dinusha Mendis, uh, Marcella Favale, and mm. Claudia Obdenkamp. Mm. So, mm. Yeah, Excellent. No. Well, we, we, we know many of those people. We They're do. great yeah. people. We, we would agree with that, not to make too many political points. Quite a few of them from throughout the European Union. Yes. Quite nice to have that sort of people in yes. our country. Yes. Right, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I would like to ask Mark a question about um, what, you know, if, if you had to pick, what, what 
would be your kind of favourite nerdy fact about copyright? I mean, you must have no hundreds of them, yeah. but you know, what 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 would it what would it be? What's the kind of thing? You know, you're at a party, someone says you're interested in copyright. What what what, what do you kind of you know try to draw them in with? Yeah, well, I'd probably tell them a story. Uh, There's a story of a litigation that uh, took place a few years ago in the oh. United States uh, around Sherlock Holmes, of course. Yes. So yeah. as you know, you know the work of Conan Doyle uh, is in the public domain in the UK because Conan Doyle died more than 70 years ago yeah. but uh, you know however in the US there are different rules on duration including one that sets the limit to uh, 95 years from the first publication oh yes and yeah, so yeah. Conan Doyle you know wrote 56 stories and four novels featuring Holmes and 10 of those stories were published uh, after 1923 so you know less than 95 years ago yeah. that those 10 are still in copyright in the US right so based on this basically in a litigation against the editor of uh, annotated Sherlock Holmes stories the Conan Doyle estate tried to extend the protection of Sherlock Holmes as a character uh, by using a media studies theory and that's what I find quite interesting mm. so basically uh, you know they use this this theory that says that there are two types of uh, literary characters flat and round characters right. so flat characters are characters that are f uh, fully realized in the first story in which they appear, whereas round characters continue to evolve you know, uh, until okay. the last yeah, yeah. story, oh, so okay. that they are not completely realized until the last story oh, okay. is finished. Yeah. Okay. And so they try to argue you know, that uh, uh, the Sherlock Holmes was a round character, so that the copyright term on Sherlock Holmes as a character should start in 1927, when the last story by Conan Doyle was published. Right. And well, in a nutshell, basically the court rejected this argument and confirmed that you know Sherlock Holmes car as a character, as well as the stories published before 1923, are in the public domain. Yeah. And uh, those published after 1923 are still protected. But uh, the interesting thing, I think, is that uh, the court also said that some elements that originated from those stories, uh, namely uh, Doctor Watson's second wife and athletic background, as well as the details of Sherlock Holmes' retirement were still protected as Ooh. well. So, uh, I mean, apparently these three, le three elements are still protected in the US. So if you wanted to write a spin-off sitcom based mm -hmm. on Dr. Watson's second wife, well, you would then be having to pay copyright exactly, fees. But if you were careful. to create a hilarious sitcom about Sherlock Holmes in his early life, this is in the US, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, because this is the US. Yeah. in the UK, we have different... In the UK, yeah, I mean, even the protection of literary character is not easy at all no. in general, yeah. and, yeah, I mean, all stories are in the public domain. It's so. a pretty good It's, pretty it's good a really good story. story. So, one, yeah, because yeah. one of the things we... Yeah, we, we, we have on our copyright card game a scenario, which is, you know, a writer creates short stories based on the characters from EastEnders. Oh, So then yes. you get into that yeah. whole thing about... Characters and, and whether and they can be protected, and or, well, yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. is that something you get asked about as well? If you're talking to people about TV and film here, do people talk about kind of popular culture and fan yeah, definitely, fiction? yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. We got a lot of questions about that, mm. and also if you can protect literary characters, if you can, especially if you can reuse uh, literary characters in, mm. uh, in stories. And is it fair to say it's a, it's it's quite a complicated, not straightforward area? Because some authors are very happy. For their characters to be reused and see yeah. it as being out there almost in the public domain and others are very protective 
Um, yeah, exactly. No, it is a quite it's a complicated area also because I think I mean I'm not sure in the UK but in the US definitely you can also protect characters with other intellectual property forms. So so there are attempts also to protect the characters through trademarks, for example. Oh yes, mm. yeah. Uh, and I know that in Germany there was a case case law about Pippi Longstocking. Um, and whether or not it was the character or the look of the character and it was about children's like costume mm. and whether or not that copyright protected mm. that so yeah and then you get the differences between all the different countries and yeah, no, exactly. no wonder people are confused about copyright yes. <laughs> but so Sherlock Holmes seems to be a, a bit of a theme that you Keep coming back to. I mean, are you a, are you a big Sherlock Holmes fan? Uh, yes, I'm. Uh, I, I am a, a fan of Sherlock Holmes. I mean, uh, the Sherlock Holmes. Uh, let's say, uh, yeah. I mean, basically, it all started uh, about the game is on. Yeah. Uh, when I, you know, basically, I asked Ronan if he wanted to create a story uh, like a video featuring Sherlock Holmes and Pinocchio. And uh, ah. I, mean, my, I mean, the concept was very raw at the time. Yeah, yeah. And but I, it was your idea. I mean, it was my idea. Yeah, that kind of concept, yes. Yeah. Then the first yeah. sort of uh, slightly developed concept came from Ronan, and then, yeah, we took it from there. But I would say, yeah, my contribution was more from the Pinocchio side of things than also Ronan, you know. Uh, so, is, so is Ronan Holmes to your Pinocchio? <laughs> no, 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 probably not. <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought that one through. Probably not. No, no. no. no I think we should leave that there. I'm a real boy. <laughs> Let's definitely move on. Okay. Yes. Um, can you? Uh, I mean, have you got any copyright news? Is there anything in the news that you've got that you'd like to share with us? You've been a theme Well, I, I raise it now, yeah. and this time round, based on the problems I had last time, I've even got it queued up and ready to go. Really. Copyright news, 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 copyright yeah. But no doubt, anyway. But, yeah, well, so perhaps I mean I should mention another uh, quite worrying copyright development, uh, which is related to Brexit, mm-hmm. uh, which is that uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago the UK Intellectual Property Office uh, published a document called Copyright if there is no Brexit deal. Yes, yeah. And yeah. so the, in the document they warn cultural heritage organisations that if there is no Brexit deal, then the government may get rid of the orphan works exception. Mm. So they say, you know, UK-based cultural heritage institutions that uh, make works available online in the EEA under the exception may be infringing copyright and those that are currently using the exception, you know, may want to consider whether they need to remove work from their website or limit access to content on a geographical location basis. Mm. And I think, you know, this is quite worrying because many UK institutions are relying heavily on this exception to make the orphan works in their collections available. And, you know, I know some organisations like LACA have started campaigns to yes, make the, the case. Yes, the Use It or Lose It campaign. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. launched a few weeks ago as well. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, you know, if you work in a cultural heritage organisation, you may want to look at that campaign and perhaps join it because it's, yes. it's an important yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I would agree. I think it's a really important thing. The, the amount of work that went into coming up with a solution for orphan works, and I think... You know, I mean, I've 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 been using it at Kent, and I've been working with researchers that are that are wanting to put content. And in fact, we've got stuff out there, and we've mm. registered it um, mm. with the European IPO. And to have that all taken away, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's a step backwards. It's really, it? really it frustrating. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think because 
you know, although you've got the licensing scheme, it's not suitable for um, similar, you know, for like mass digitisation yeah, exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating. So, uh, sorry I'm not bringing copyright good news. But, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, I guess there's a there's a million untold copyright good news stories, are there, mm. where somebody creates a new work and feels happy that's protected by copyright. But the big scheme stuff, it's yeah. worth raising yeah. awareness of these things. Yeah. Well, one, one topic we haven't yet got on to talking about, which mm. is something I, I've been really intrigued about. So... It, would you say, Bart, is it true that all Italians really like copyright spaghetti and ice cream? Or mm. is, it, is, is it just the ones that we've been talking to? <laughs> no, probably I would say all Italians like copyright. No, definitely not. Really? <laughs> I mean, so I, so I you probably... and Eleanor are perhaps in a minority here? Yes, and okay. I guess I probably okay. know all the people that form part of that minority. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. what about many. spaghetti? What about spaghetti and uh, even more so ice cream, probably. Yes, ice cream. I, yeah. Yes, I think yeah. so. But you wouldn't put them together, would you? Like no, that's spaghetti. No. And ice cream. First While spaghetti. you're talking about copyright, yeah, <laughs> that would just be a bit of a, in, a recipe for indigestion, basically, yeah. wouldn't it? I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Right, I've got a serious question okay, actually, which enough. is, where do you go to keep yourself up to date with copyright? So you know, you you know a lot, but kind of what are the sites that you're looking at? You know, if if you're thinking, well, what what's going on in Europe? Mm-hmm. You know, is is there kind of places that you'd recommend people? Uh, yeah, well, is I mean, it? yeah, I mean, to refresh my memory about copyright legislation, uh, I mean, I know it may sound uh, self-referential, but I go quite a lot to copyright user, mm. and for mm. more detailed questions, uh, I also go to the copyright cortex, mm. uh, copyrightcortex.org. Oh yes, yeah, uh, which yeah. Is specifically tailored at the cultural heritage That's another sector, one of the projects that Ronan was involved in, isn't yeah, it? Exactly well, you, is. you, you were involved in. Uh, well, kind of. I mean, I did some editing for it, but yes. uh, I know not any substantial role. But it's yeah. a, a really great resource yes. and goes into a lot of detail on to- complex topics like duration or orphan works uh, and so yeah. on so yeah. and licensing I believe there's yeah, a chat yeah. coming out on licensing yeah. in, in yeah. shortly I think those people whose name we couldn't remember yeah. earlier yeah. I think yeah. they well, might yeah, have written something yeah. for that yeah. website too yes and, <laughs> yeah and then of course I mean I go also to the uh, you know the digital version of the copyright designs and patent act so yes. I look at the act directly yeah. 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 Uh, whereas to keep up to date I mean I follow a few blogs such yeah. as the seven 1909 and the IPCAT and of course UK Copyright Literacy oh. and, uh, and also subscribe to various uh, mailing lists, uh, not only UK ones such as lists CopySeq but also EU lists like Europeana, Communia or uh, you know, the one from the Nexus Centre from Turin and others and yeah more generally I would say uh, I think uh, Twitter is a great resource yeah I was going to ask you are you a, you're, you're, a, you're a tweeter are you? I'm yeah. not a tweeter personally no. I mean, we have a copyright, a copyright user, user Twitter account yes. uh, which yes. uh, sometimes I tweet from I'm not a huge fan of Twitter as a I mean as a let's say active user I yeah. feel I'm a bit yeah. shy but uh, <laughs> no I think it's a really a great source of uh, copyright news uh, yeah. all over the world yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no Eleanor mentioned how yeah. useful she found Twitter as well. Well, I think we do, don't we too? We do, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you tweet lots of stuff, you get copyright lit, and I, and I, and I read it. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful combination. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah, even for the funding opportunities, you know, like some of the funding opportunities we apply for, and mm. some of that we mm. also got. Uh, yeah. I mean, I found out about them through Twitter. You yeah, know, that is, so yeah, yeah. It is uh, very worthwhile. Yeah, I think I think the thing about Twitter is. If you find a corner of it where you like-minded people who, who, who are generally 
civil to each other, it's a really good thing. And right. I think if you find the right professional groupings, mm. um, I think other people... <laughs> obviously, there's some not-so-nice things that go on mm. in Twitter, yeah. but that's, that's another topic of conversation. Well, what about... I was wondering about conferences, because, you see, you mentioned you were in Washington, didn't yeah. you, recently for a conference. Is that another you know, where you keep yourself up to date as well. I presume uh, you yes. were presenting as well, were you? Uh, yes, I was presenting like yeah. three times over the six really days. Times. Yeah, wow. it was a quite uh, long and intense conference. It was yeah. really, really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, no, Washington was a great experience. It was basically, uh, I attended uh, two uh, pre-conference days. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, it was not like an academic conference. It was, uh, it was bringing together experts and advocates. Okay, what uh, was the conference called? Uh, Global Congress on Intellectual Property and the Public Interest. So it was supposed, yeah. So it was supposed to bring together all the people that advocate for the public interest and yeah. you know changes yeah, yeah. to copyright law uh, for the public interest. So no, I mean it was really great, you know, to get to know people from all over the world and find out what they're doing, what they're working on in terms of you know research, but also advocacy and education. Mm. There is some great stuff that is being done in Australia, for example. I was not aware of, mm. or some you know really valuable advocacy work from uh, South America, like Chile, Argentina, mm. Colombia. Mm. So you know it was really really interesting, and yeah, yeah. also we got to launch on an international platform, the Game Design Research. Excellent. And one of the things that came out of that conference as well was the draft um, uh, treaty, treaty yeah. on educational research yes. exceptions. Um, yeah, no, that was also a very good session. Basically, that was on the second day, the second pre-conference day. It was a very nice and interesting uh, sort of uh, uh, collaborative drafting exercise. Mm. It was like uh, probably around 45, 50 people all commenting on an early draft. And you know, adding to it, adding it, it. So it it is really like you know the result of a collaborative effort. Yeah, it um, sounds. I mean, we 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 were very very pleased to see that, and we put a blog post about it the other day. We've yeah. we've endorsed that treaty, and we're working within our own institutions as well mm-hmm. to get endorsement of it. We know not everybody in the world is a fan of of edu- limitations and exceptions, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, in our view, it's a really important thing to have that mm-hmm. balance in copyright. Yeah. Mm, mm, definitely. I think it's about time we um, got some cake, it is. isn't it? I, yeah, cake, yeah, cake. We need to. Yeah. We're, once again, we've got a moratorium of eating. Yeah. On, yeah, on yeah, microphone. Yeah. What, what? What? What would you? Is tiramisu a cake? Let's. Uh, is it a dessert? Is it a dessert? Yeah. Or a cake? What's your favourite? But it's got the sponge cake. in it, hasn't it? Well, it has. It's got I a bit of sponge. Yeah. So you may consider it a cake. I mean, yeah. uh, do people in Italy have conversations like we do about jaffa cakes, where the jaffa cakes are biscuits or cakes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, not about tiramisu. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I would say that people call tiramisu dolce rather than oh, torta. Dolce. So dolce, dolce is more like a sweet. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So maybe you have slightly different words. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a word that means cake exactly? Yeah, it's yeah. torta. It's cake. Torta. Torta. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But torta is more a sort but of uh, like self-contained. Tart, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, with pastry, and yeah, we're we're digressing from copyright entirely. We are indeed, yes. In danger of waffling. We're in danger of of waffling ad finitum. Yeah. So I I think that it might be time for us to um, uh, let Bart off the hook. Yeah. And, and and wrap up what has been a brilliant, uh, really great conversation. We're as we said from the outset, we're huge fans of your work. Mm. We've followed everything so that you've done, and we think it's really valuable stuff mm. to be able to kind of simplify things and try to help people um, who are, who are you know fundamentally creative mm. and not let 
copyright be a barrier to what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. And to do that in such a creative way as yes. well, which yeah, we definitely. really applaud. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot of the the things that you've produced. I was thinking, like, just even like the myth and reality cards. Mm. They they're just really beautiful. They're really nicely designed. Yes. So we we like things like that. Oh, so. thanks on that. So that's really no, well, flattering. Thank you. Yeah. thank you. Thank you for your time. And you can enjoy your Kit Kat now. Oh, thanks. I will. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.